second chance. Holy God, this smells awful. Because underneath all that mess, we might find some really good bones. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Tough times right now, but we appreciate you all joining us. This is the Plugged In Podcast. I'm your host, D Making Moves, aka Dave Making. And today, I have a very, very special guest in the building with me. Um, man, he hasn't moved out to Hollywood yet, but this guy does television on the highest level. Not only that, he's found out a way to do it on the highest level right here locally in Indianapolis, like national syndicated television show, HGTV star. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, man, but I think that this is a guy that you all definitely want to plug in with and get to know. Introduce yourself to the people, brother. I appreciate those kind words. I'm Thaddeus Starziak, uh, born and raised on the west side of Indianapolis. I'm 26, and uh, part of the international TV show, Good Bones, that's mm-hmm. featured on HGTV, um, airs in the United States, Canada, Australia, Germany, um, really wherever you can think of, and the coolest part about it is that it's based right here in Indiana. Mm. Uh, we're on our sixth season that we're working on right now, and actually uh, next week, Tuesday, 9 p.m., uh, the new season of Good Bones comes out, season five. So it's by far Man. the nastiest one yet. So I'm, I'm processing this. So has this has this TV show been here in Indianapolis for like all six seasons? Yeah, yeah. So Man. we started back in 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, they reached out to us. They liked uh, the sister-mom dynamic, kind of the crazy little brother. Mm. Um, I was just a wild kind of Tasmanian devil and just would tear things up. So they really liked that energy. So they gave us like a GoPro. We followed ourselves around, like showing what we do. We created a pitch video, pilot episode, 2015 season one. And then, yeah, now we're in season six here in the heart of Indianapolis. Wow. I think that that's something that uh, a lot of people can kind of just look at and say, like I just said a lot of times, wow, you know what I mean? But, um, man, so just to help people kind of wrap their minds around us a little bit, because I know it's a lot of people out there that may be interested in getting into YouTube or starting your own podcast or starting your own TV show. So we, it's 2015. You all have the opportunity to create this pitch video, but... Um, outside of that, can you tell, tell me a little bit about or share with us a little bit about like what was going on? Like, did you all find like an investor or somebody that just kind of had a good idea and um, gave you all a shot? Or like, how did the opportunity come to you all? Yeah, so the opportunity came to us, I think, just from doing what we love, you know? So my older sister, Nina, she's the one who started uh, Two Chicks and a Hammer. She mm-hmm. did a general studies at IU, wasn't sure what she wanted to do. I mean, she just hustled her ass off at restaurants and then had this opportunity to buy a home, renovate it. Then she lived in it, rented it out with some friends, and then she bought another one and another one. Um, And it was really just the love of what she loved to do, which was renovate homes with her mom and then me coming in and doing it. So I think it's just when you're doing what you love, you know, I think TV people are, are looking for that, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking for something that bleeds through the screen. It's not something that's scripted. It's something that you can actually feel. And 
uh, I think they saw the talent that especially my sister and mom had and uh, they came to us for it right so mm -hmm. and I think that's um, a big part of doing what you love is just continuing to do it and whoever sees it is eventually gonna come to you wherever you are right 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 and I think what's really dope about that story is it's so it's so good to do what you love especially when you can do it with your family so just to kind of take a couple steps back, because we jump right into it. We jump right into HGTV. Uh, but some things happened in life before you got to HGTV. Yeah. You know, there was a journey. So um, you grew up here in Indianapolis. Um, and this is your sister and your mom that you're working with on the TV show. So it's super complicated. I'm one of 11 kids. Mm. Yeah, so okay. we, we, our family tree is huge. Uh, if you want to understand it, you can go to HGTV.com. <laughs> they actually lay out our family tree. So Mina, my older sister, who's on the show, um, she's my half-sister. We share the same dad, different moms. Okay. So Karen is her mom. But my mom had passed when I was young, mm -hmm. and I didn't get along with my father too well for about two years. So Karen, uh, my dad's ex-wife, was like, you can come live with me. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. And she just took me in. She treated me like her own kid. And I guess it was like eighth grade, freshman year, like when I'm playing football. So I'm like eating her out of the fray. That oh. sounded really weird. <laughs> <laughs> now you could, you could, you could. I'm, I'm just like eating all the food in the fridge and she's just taking like flawless care of me So she's mm. kind of taking the place of my earthly mother uh, per se mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, The journey to it. Yeah was was really wild. Like I said, my mom passed when I was 12 um, She had a drug addiction and then just like years of depression like two years of having a really really rough time then get into high school and uh, I moved in with my dad, so I didn't really know anybody, and then trying to figure out who I was through that. And then uh, going to Marion for a year, played football there, mm -hmm. uh, then realized I actually loved cheerleading more than I loved football, so I went to IU, became a collegiate cheerleader, was there for two years, and then uh, I ruptured a disc in my back. Okay. Where, from, uh, like, from cheerleading, like, I, was actually, I know it's a lot of powerlifting going on. I was on. actually just at my sister's house washing my hands. Ah, oh, damn. That's the one. Oh, man. Uh, couldn't really walk for, like, three months and oh. ended up having a double back surgery where I had two days after that where there was no leg movement, no feeling, um, and it really, like, hollowed me out because I'm, like, a very physical person. I've mm -hmm. always done uh, kind of laborious jobs my whole life. So it kind of took like my physicality away from me. Um, but like right as I healed, uh, the first season of Good Bones was starting. Mm -hmm. So I was able to hop in and actually claim my part in that. So mm -hmm. it's kind of just evidence that everything works out the way it should. How was your stint when you uh, went to IU? Like yeah. how would you explain your college experience and did you major in anything that had to do with like telecommunications right. or anything like that? I didn't. So I majored in Spanish and business. So okay. Spanish has obviously proved extremely useful in construction. Mm -hmm. um, I love learning languages. I'm learning French on Duolingo right now. Okay. Okay. So I can get around a city in Polish. Um, I really enjoy languages. I have an affinity for them. Uh, you just can connect with more people that way. Mm -hmm. And then studied business for a little bit. Uh, but to be honest, I've actually always like swung on a pendulum and, uh, when I find something I really, really love, I mm -hmm. just kind of, it just becomes my thing. And, and truly it was that. So I actually didn't focus on my studies as well as I should have. Right. Um, okay. But I just like pursued cheerleading and 
it worked out for me for a while. Uh, I taught professionally for a company called UCA. Okay. So I traveled the Midwest, um, taught cheer, and then uh, taught at my alma mater for two years, coaching cheer, and then got a few college uh, offers. So, so you got in deep uh, with with cheerleading, but um, you made a transition because I think that this is interesting. I just wanted to ask you about it. Like, you made a transition from. You know, it seemed like you was really focused on football at one point yeah, in your life yeah. and then making that transition over to cheerleading. I guess what prompted you to make that switch? And then I just know, like, you know, when we're in high school and stuff like that and how people are about the male cheerleaders and all that different type of stuff. So, like, what prompted you to make that switch? And then did you have to deal with just like, you know, other kids? Yeah, other people yeah. and th different things like that. So in high school, a little bit, yeah, mm -hmm. you get people who are like, why are you doing that? Like, you know, that's not very manly. Um, but if you've never done it, you can't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So like, as a man being a cheerleader, when you're uh, tossing a person, you know, like, that's a very sacred bond you have because you can't drop the person, right? Right, right, You got right. someone like 10 feet above your head. Um, there's a bond formed there. You have a partner who trusts you a lot. And the thing about cheer is like, you can always learn a next move, a next stunt. So you can toss her and you can catch her one hand. You can toss her, catch her one hand, spin her to the other hand. You can toss her, she can do a flip and land on one hand. So uh, I really just fell in love with the progression of it. Mm -hmm. um, just being so dedicated to something and then seeing it continuing to grow and grow and grow and getting better and better at it. Um, like I said, I just, I love that physicality. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's like why I love doing like the demo on good bones and doing construction. Cause right. I feel like part of my DNA is like ox. Like I'm meant to carry things mm -hmm. and I'm meant to do really hard work in the sun. And I absolutely love it. Not right. a lot of people do. Nah, a lot of like, people don't. <laughs> weather is like my jam. I'm just all about See, it. See, yeah. Cause you know, most people that. hate and they hate manual labor. They right. not trying to be hot or sweaty and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I love it. So, okay, to really dig into that, I can definitely see the connection there. So, okay, boom, you get to IU. Yep. And um, did you end up finishing or graduating from IU? I didn't. Okay, so I what prompted you to leave? Yeah, it was my back. So, so the back, okay. back had ruptured um, November of 2015. And then by the time I was healing back up, it was like April of the next year of 2016. So it was like, I could wait to go back in the fall or I could dedicate myself to the show, Good Bones. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and that timing that you were telling me earlier, like right when you were kind of getting right. back on your feet, the Good Bones opportunity presented itself. Exactly. Mm. And also at the same time, like, uh, you know, there's FAFSA and stuff to help students, but like, right. my dad's a doctor, but he doesn't, he never really like helped me financially with anything, but on my FAFSA, it says my dad's mm. a, <laughs> right. <laughs> so like I wasn't really getting a lot of aid um, and then like nobody could co-sign. The only person who could co-sign was my stepdad um, and basically like going into my junior year, they're like the debt to, what is it, debt to equity ratios like it's too, hot. too yeah. high. So um, it would have just been really difficult. I didn't really like going to college. I really just wanted to get into something I love. I love being outside. I love seeing things change I love being able to change things with my hands mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I get to do every day I get to go into run at run down houses where they're disgusting they're sad like most people would bulldoze these homes that we buy right and then like we bring it back and 
we create this really positive impact in the community. We keep the characteristics of what was there, kind of honoring the neighborhood and uh, the history that it has uh, while making it new and providing a home for a family um, where memories are going to be shared, you know, good, bad. And uh, I think that brings a lot of value. I mean, right there, I mean, just what you were just sharing with me, like, I could feel or, and I can understand, like, that you're really passionate about what you're doing with Good Bones. Yeah. So uh, where are you all usually uh, working on these homes at? Are you, are you all targeting any neighborhoods in particular? Yes. So okay. we started in Fountain Square uh, about 10 years ago. And 10 years ago in Fountain Square, you could buy a HUD house for five to $10,000. Mm -hmm. So it's still really cheap. And the thing about Fountain Square is for the past 30 years, so 30 years before that, pre-2010, people had tried to renovate Fountain Square. They tried to revive it. Um, and then I think it was, not to be too bold, but I, th I think we came into the neighborhood, we started changing some houses, we got the TV show, mm -hmm. and it brought a lot of other contractors into the area, seeing like, okay, this is the area to invest in. And um, being in the area for 10 years, you know, I've, I've seen the square grow. You know, the addition of Kuma Corner, Kuma's Corner, La Revolucion, uh, La Margarita. Yeah. Um, you know, the only one that's really been a staple there is like Brass Ring, which is my favorite place. But you, we've just been able to see the growth um, just continue to go and go. So we started in Fountain Square, moved over, uh, what, west to Bates Hendricks. Okay. I think that's the neighborhood we've probably left our biggest stamp on. We've done about 30 houses in that area, mostly down East Street. Um, that's where we're opening our new store, District Co. Okay. Um, we're putting our forever office there, and now we're uh, into the old South Side, which is a little bit more West. So, so is there like uh, a dual like real estate business going on at the same time as as like the Good Bones TV show? Like, so on top of that, are you all like into realty and like buying and flipping homes and right. different things like that? So we don't we don't like to say we flip homes. Right. We, we like <laughs> to say we revitalize. So we actually all have a shirt that says revitalizing Indianapolis one house at a time. Mm -hmm. So because when, when you flip, a lot of people will go into a house and they'll change the aesthetics. They'll say this bathroom is ugly. Let's put some new tile in it. Let's put a new tub in, new vanity. You know, and they'll do that to a few rooms. You know, so when we say we revitalize, we're actually bringing the spirit of the house back into it, right? Okay. So we're stripping the house all the way down to the studs, the original framing, we're repairing floor systems, we're repairing foundation, and we're giving it a whole new look. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, for, I forgot the original question. I no, I was, just, uh, I was just asking just about like flipping the houses, yeah. but you were telling me like, the more um, the more appropriate way to describe like what you all are doing is like more like revitalizing. Correct. So taking the elements from the community and maybe even some old elements from the house itself, and right. not just kind of throwing a coat of paint on the stuff. But exactly. no, 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 I can I can I can feel that 100%. So um, season six is in the works right it's now, in the works, right, yes. right, right, right. So actually, just got started back on that. Mm -hmm. COVID and all that everything got kind of came to a pause because right. of that i'm sure but if you are so you like almost five six years in but about how many homes are you all doing like each season yeah so we do 13 to 15 13 so to 15 we've okay done a little bit over 100 
at this point. Mm-hmm. Down Square, Bass Hendrix, and the old South Side. Okay. Okay. So, like, are you taking the stuff that you're doing on this show and uh, I guess how much of it is applied to just, like, your outside life? Like, are right. you a real estate tycoon on the side? Right. And then... So, I've actually mainly been working my way out of debt right now. Mm-hmm. So, this year I'll get all out of debt. Um, and then, yeah, my hope is to start buying homes myself. You know, I, I, so I do the project managing for all the houses. I run okay. all the projects. Um, I GC all of it. So, I get all the numbers. I make sure it hits the budget. I make sure we're building exactly what's on the prints, um, catching anything. So, I think... Um, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee, and a okay. lot of Gary Vee is a lot of patience, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. only 26, so um, I turned 27 in September, and I think 27 is going to be a big year where I start having this capital that I can work with. Um, right now, it's just been the grind of, like, let's get out of debt, um, and then I think we're gonna, I'm going to really start working towards my own real estate uh, and some other goals I've had in mind. I like it. I like it. And, uh, I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure, but uh, we could probably expect to see just a whole lot more of you in the future with Good yeah, Bones yeah, as I'm, things just kind of continue to progress. Yeah, outside of, you know, the show Good Bones, um, you know, it's, it's given me a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing in the world is to be a good, kind person. Uh, I really want to help teach emotional tel- intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, understanding why you feel the way you feel. Um, cause that's a lot of stuff I had to work through after my mom died and like missing that kind of love of a mother and then having to kind of like work that out yourself and like go through those traumas. I, ju- I think I've just learned how to be a very emotionally intelligent person and I feel like I've been really helpful to a lot of friends and family. So I think that's like something I want to adventure in for like in Indianapolis, starting a business that, uh, teaches emotional intelligence to people mm-hmm. and helps them be kinder and definitely more empathetic. Cause I think we all also need that more than ever. I mean, no, you, you hit on a lot of stuff. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And so I just want you to know that like, man, as you continue to be around, like know that you have a home and you have another platform here. Yeah. Um, if you ever, you know, want to talk about, especially something like emotional intelligence, I think that that's, um, a topic or a theme here that we try to extract you know yeah. what I'm from these interviews. Of course, yes, it's about kind of tapping in, being creative and what's going on, plugging in with the right people. But um, I'm also trying to share stories of people that can be inspiring, that can be motivational, and that can be informational, right? Because somebody else may have lost their mother at a young age and can right. kind of yeah. identify with you um, or use a different experience. And I think that uh, this is a great platform for that. And more people need to hear your story, man. Dude, I, I love sharing my story. Whoever listen, I'll share. Um, yeah, your vulnerability, man. Like your story, my story. Uh, when we share that vulnerability, we create a space where people know we're sharing a part of us that we normally don't share. So, and then after that, you you have these feelings of like, oh, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy shared something that was tough with me. So now you've created maybe a bond of love. You've created compassion, empathy. So sharing your vulnerability and your story sends a lot of ripples of positive energy into your community. And hopefully they take that and they do it and the world becomes a better place by a ripple effect. Tad, when you get your show, 
Promise me you're going to invite me on yours, bro. I need, I need a oh, little I segment, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I can see it now, bro. Like, yeah. you you gotta, you definitely got to get something started where, I don't know, you bringing on guests or you kind of just talk and take us some time to connect right. with the people, but you well, got a gift. I, I've got an idea. So it's called Constructing Happiness for the show. Mm-hmm. So um, I was kind of working on it, but didn't realize I'm contractually obligated for three more years. So I can't do anything during that time to start my own show. But after okay. that, yeah, I would love to have like a show called Constructing Happiness and talking to people like, what do you think happiness is? You know, like ha- what makes you happy? Is it materialism? Is it, you know, something you just find in yourself? Cause you know, everyone's got different opinions on that. And the more we hear from different people, the more perspectives we have, we're able to dial in like what we really think that is. No, nah, man. Um, well, personally, I-, I thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. I'm happy that you were able to pull up on us and um it's a lot going on in the world right now but you know we were able to carve out some time and make sure that we could connect and and um share your story with people but also before we get out of here i wanted you to share with everybody like any information they could uh use to follow you your movement the tv show and how people can get in contact with you Mm. so this being perfect timing um first tune in next week Tuesday at 9 p.m., June 9th, uh, Good Bones comes out, season five. It's our best season yet. Funnier than ever, nastier than ever. Uh, it's just fantastic. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at T-Star, S-I-A-K-1-8. Um, Facebook, you just type in Thaddeus David Starziak. You can find me there. I've got a fan page there where I post blogs. Um, Twitter, I don't really use Twitter, but you can follow me there if you want to. It's also just Tad Starziak. Um, I love you guys all. Life's tough right now. Uh, just never forget that we're all having a rough time. Life is hard. Um, and let's not make it harder on each other. Uh, let's love each other uh, and find ways that we can connect and just uh, heal the wounds of the world. I think, I think we'd all be happier if we did that. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I appreciate you again, Tad. Like, for real, man. Uh, I think that that was needed. Um, until next time, y'all. Plug. It's like a breath of fresh air.